beautiful people. You are listening to Wildfire and Flowers with your co-hosts, Vanessa DeMello and Paola Diku, where we explore the delicious topics of conscious living, self-love, and divine embodiment. We are two souls bringing you along on our journey of spirituality and empowerment. So grab your tea, take a mindful breath, and let's flow into the frequency. To another episode of Wildfire and Flowers with your co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening on the day of release, happy Valentine's Day. Mm. Happy V-Day, Paula. Happy V-Day, Vanessa. I got my V-mug too, because V-Day is me day. Let's be real it here. <laughs> it is love day. Happy Love Day, everybody. I would love to start off our episode by reading the description of a card I pulled. So, I like to start my days uh, with intention setting and also to like pull a card, whether it's from like one of my oracle decks or tarot. I just think um, it's just something really fun and insightful that I enjoy doing. And today, out of my fountain tarot deck, I pulled the lovers. The lovers it's card. like the cards knew we were <clears throat> about to record an episode on <clears throat> V-Day, Valentine's <clears throat> Day, St. Valentine. <clears throat> Love it. <laughs> so here we have the lovers card. And... The description that accompanies it reads, Choosing love. We all have unexplainable moments of knowing or recognizing ourselves in a person or a place intuitively. These moments of love are spiritual, like reuniting with a cosmic twin. They can restore balance and make us feel very happy. Unlike the title might suggest, the lover's card is not primarily about passion or romance. When these moments of love occur, they are about a choice. Follow your head or follow your heart. Love is not always convenient, easy, or painless, but the possibilities that arise from saying yes can bring lifelong joy in many areas. Follow your heart and choose love. Meaning, choice, transformation, love, fulfillment of desires, a magical union, trust in one's heart, and harmony. That's cute. What deck mm-hmm. is that? This is the Fountain Tarot. We'll link it in the episode description in case anybody's interested. Um, I also love that it mentioned that love is not always easy, but Mm -hmm. I want to bring up that love doesn't always have to be hard. Struggle Mm -hmm. love, you know, I feel like a lot of people sometimes, I actually had a conversation with a couple of girlfriends a few weeks ago, how Mm -hmm. sometimes we stay in relationships because you have, you feel like you need to work and put in that work and put in that effort and we don't want to give up on something, but sometimes the most beautiful thing to do and the most loving thing to do is to know when to let go of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, like, okay, three minutes is the episode already hit you with a whammy there. Okay, let's talk about what this episode is about today, first of all. Today, we're going to talk about romance. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about intimacy. We're going to talk about love. And we're going to talk about the evolution of romance, intimacy, love, and our personal journeys, I guess, Mm -hmm. with these concepts and topics and how we now perceive them as ladies in our mid late 20s (laughs) (laughs) i need to take a moment as well to i know i feel like it's such a weird thing to talk about because my idea of love and romance and all these things has evolved like wild since I was a little girl and I even in episode one I mentioned like oh here I am in my little fairy tale you know princess dimension like that's what I thought love was what you see in the Disney movies to where I'm at now three years ago two years ago I was in a very different space um regarding Mm -hmm. like partnership and thoughts on love and that struggle love as I was mentioning but also like even just a year ago where I didn't think it was meant for me I guess that's where self-love comes into play and what you believe you deserve Mm -hmm. to now now it's just it's so interesting and I think you know as a Sagittarius I will say a lot of Sagittarius's are hopeful yet like such hopeless romantics like we love love not as much as a Taurus woman but I'll tell you (laughs) we love love and if anybody brings this up to me after I will deny it you can even play this back to me but you said you no I will deny it but yo I love me some love okay period (laughs) who doesn't love a little bit of love a lot of love 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 It's funny, if I were to look at it from a cancer's point of view or just... um, Oh my gosh. Just, you know, things that I've I've read. I think it just depends. Are you in a healthy state of mind or not? Because I've read so many memes of cancer women that are just hung up on their exes, like still (laughs) hung up on the past, constantly hung up on the past. And I'm like, is this triggering for me? Or is this like... Is this triggering? Because it's the truth. Yeah, I'm like, I don't don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think, obviously, in a healthy state of mind. No. But um, I also love me some love. And you can replay this for me, like me saying that anytime because... (laughs) I do also feel like I am a hopeless You'd be like, romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. And I'm like, nope, who's that? It's not me. Excuse Quote me. me on it. <laughs> In regards to like the evolution, I guess, of love, like mm-hmm. as you were a kid, what was your idea of romance? Mm-hmm. What a great question. It was that romance and love is a fairy tale. 100% I was living in this fairy tale world um, inspired by Disney, right? Mm -hmm. And like movies and cartoons and animations that always portrayed this very like magical, fantastical 
you know, view of love and I have many problems, you know, with <laughs> It's like, hi, we were hi. princesses as kids and that's why we have problems now. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Or am I kidding? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, some slivers of truth there that um, some of the messages were problematic, of course. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I had this um, – reality of this fantastical you know like prince and I would I was a princess and and such and such and I mean I'm now coming from the perspective of more of that queen archetype energy right so like a queen needs a king let me just (laughs) let me just put it you tell him Paula you tell our (laughs) listeners what's up Or another queen, right? Something that I found problematic in terms of the reality that I created for myself was this uh, vision that I needed to be saved or I wanted someone to like save me, right? It was almost like if you're this, you know, maiden energy or whatever it is, right? It was like that whole story of waiting for a prince charming or somebody and that can be quite problematic because nobody's coming. You need to save yourself. Yeah. And so like that you're not complete without this mm-hmm. other person or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Problematic. So that is a huge, you know, aha and just, you know, transition out of that childhood image mm-hmm. of romance and what that entails in a partnership setting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on the same page as I kind of mentioned earlier and Mm -hmm. growing up, same sort of concept and it carried on with me through my childhood into my teens, um, hopeless, hopeful, romantic sort of thing. Like I'm literally in this space now where I'm looking back and I'm thinking about how when I was in school, yeah, I'm focused. I love school, but there was always like a boy in my mind. I'm, oh my gosh, my hormones. What? Ugh. It's sick. How do, how do the, are you the young people okay? Are you like, (sighs) oh my gosh, whatever we made it through. But seriously, Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot. It's a lot of changes that are going on internally and you don't know what's real, what's not, um, what you should gravitate towards, what's healthy. And um, yeah, I think as I've grown up and went through various experiences, the idea of romance to me is a lot more than a romantic partnership, but it is a partnership. If you're if we're talking about romantic relationships, it is a partnership. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm awaiting a prince in a locked tower sort of situation. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I can manage myself. But you know what? I think we're also in this wave of feminism where some people still view feminists as trying to take over whatever like the patriarchy but the patriarchy is like a construct that's already built into the system and feminism is not the anti-patriarchy but it's literally like about equality and Mm -hmm. bringing this all this awareness to a different space right Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of what I have learned along the road of how even this idea of like the saving and all that stuff that 
contributes to the patriarchy. And now as, yeah, as I've grown older, I, the evolution of romance has changed for me. It's definitely something that is two people working towards something um, in a partnership setting. But also there's that idea of like, romancing your friends, romancing yourself. Let me tell you, I didn't know the standards that I even had sometimes when it comes to romantic relationships, but my friends have truly taught me what love is in a way that I never knew was possible. Like a friend set up such a gorgeous picnic for me, like with champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries and the things that I talk about and dreamed about that I wish a male partner or husband person would do for me. But then my friend did it for me and was like, "Why? Like, you know, why do we have to wait for this person? Sure, that would be really nice as well. But if you can get – like, if somebody does that for you, if you can do that for yourself, having a friend – Paula, send you beautiful <laughs> photographs with handwritten notes at the back, like mailing it to you on a Monday morning and just like waking up to that. Like, gosh, I'm so lucky. <laughs> that is such, that's romance. Oh my gosh. I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> it's a very interesting topic. And I think there's so many ways you can kind of go about it. It's almost therapeutic, I would say, even to discuss. What do you say? Yeah. The way that I see it is that romance, love, intimacy, it applies in so many different types of relationships, in so many different dynamics. And I think it's it's very interesting uh, to think that, you know, even when I pulled out the lover's car this morning, my mind actually went to like, oh, romance. But why does my mind go there right away, right? Is that like, what sort of programming is that, that I'm constantly like, oh, it's a that, it's a desire type of love. Whereas it's, it's just in so many different areas, right? There's the love between friends, between you and I. There is the love between family. So many love between, you know, your, your pets that are like your family, that's what I find very interesting about it and where my evolution has taken me. The only thing is in the English language, we just have the word love. We just have the word romance. And sometimes I think that maybe that's even a language, you know, um, disconnect where we need to have some sort of a something there that differentiates like this is this type of love. This is a desire type of love. This is a friendship type of love. And they had that in like ancient Greece. So, <laughs> and probably also in different yeah. languages. That's why a lot mm -hmm. of people say the English language is like basic. If you mm -hmm. hear translations of different quotes or poetry yeah. in different languages and someone tries to translate it to me in English, they're like, it doesn't sound as good or it's not as beautiful or different jokes or something. Anyways, mm -hmm. I guess English needs to <laughs> pick up its sauce. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, English. Oh English. oh, English. But something you also mentioned earlier that I want to touch on is in, you know, this shifting of perspective, you know, I was also sometimes like I would wake up and then like the first thought of my mind would be, how is my partner doing? How how are they? Right. And like, to be fair, that's also like recovering people pleaser, recovering yeah. like so many things. But it's also like 
um, I read this in Mama Gina's book, um, you know, of like when we're chasing feelings and chasing something that already exists inside of you. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think about that too sometimes. I was thinking about that, what, last week? I was like, what was wrong with me? The first thing I used to do is wake up and think about a man. Like, how sick. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I think it's kind of it, – like, it is beautiful that, you know, somebody mm-hmm. – had such a strong effect in my life that, you know, I cared about them enough to think about them. But I also thought about them before I even thought about myself. And I thought sacrifice, like that Mm -mm. struggle sort of thing was where love is. Anyways, Mm -hmm. learning from that. Um, But yeah, I I definitely wake up and think about myself (laughs) these days. And And I love that for me. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. That's filling up your cup right? That's it. Like, yeah. Taking some time for yourself to pray, to not be in front of the screen and like wait for that good morning text or check if you got a good morning text or send a good morning text. Give yourself some grace in the morning. It's so interesting. And I also feel like we can't or I can't um, talk about this without bringing up like attachment styles Mm. and, you know, there being secure, be anxious, avoidant, and then the different variations of it, right? Like there yeah, like was the, fearful, avoidant. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Fearful, anxious, avoidant. Um, but there is a wonderful book that we'll link in the description below to check out that really dives into this. But the reason I find it so interesting is because in relationships, right, we're exhibiting these behaviors all the time. Either we're anxiously attaching to the other person constantly thinking about them constantly you know like very agitated why didn't he text me back why didn't she text me back Mm -hmm. like what's going on with that either we're avoidant you know and we actually push people away like when they when we feel love or when we get when we feel love we'll be like ah, you know the avoidant the different variations of it and of course the ideal which is a secure individual um and to that my understanding, because I haven't, you know, gone through the whole book, but as a secure individual, you are very, you know, aware, conscious, accepting of yourself, the relationship. It's almost like two holes coming together, right? Yeah. Like it's not, you're not codependent on each other. You meet each other's needs and it's just a pure, you know, supportive, loving, safe, safe nurturing partnership. I love that. And these um, attachment types are built upon or formed from mm-hmm. based on your childhood, right? Mm-hmm. So it's based on when you were a baby. Like even when you won't even – maybe won't remember that time, right? How did your primary caregivers show you love during that time? And it's crazy to think how much those – really early start like years formed so much in us as now adults yeah you know like like if you were crying were you picked up or how were you soothed did you have to learn to self-soothe because you weren't like all these very interesting dynamics and I think when I first learned about these attachment styles my initial thought was oh no you're screwed from birth (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) but you know what what I've learned also is that's not the truth this is just Mm -hmm. um a style or something that you've 
you've grown up as and this is a way that you can learn about yourself so that you know how to operate and heal in your life and understand what works best for you and if you are in a partnership you know how you can communicate your needs to others that's it yeah we're always changing every single day we're changing and of course we can change our attachment styles. It, I find it boils down to the awareness, right? Because for a long time, I didn't realize that like I was an anxious attacher. I didn't realize that that was like a, you know, quote unquote, you know, category or just something that applied to me. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Um, and once you have the awareness, it's also choosing and wanting the change. Like at yeah. your deepest level, you're just like, you know what? no, this is not benefiting me. This isn't suiting what I what I know to be true about myself and mm-hmm. my own needs, my self-worth, my whole value as a human being mm-hmm. elevated in my own eyes and realizing, hey, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this has to do also with your primary caregivers as you mentioned in early childhood memories but other core childhood memories right or childhood um Mm -hmm. experiences Mm -hmm. so even i um have had like moments in romantic relationships where i was anxious avoidant i would say but in other moments like I wasn't or in another partnership that I wasn't. So I think that also has to do with my own personal journey, experiences, um, time, place, you know, um, nature, nurture. There's like the whole shebang with it. So it's very interesting to notice, but the awareness piece is is very key so that you Mm -hmm. can identify where you're at and what needs to get done or even just to sit with it and understand it some more. It's true. And another important component is meeting your needs, right? Um, Understanding what are those needs that need to be met. A component of that will also be communicating it if you're in a partnership. But, you know, let's start with you. Yeah. You and understanding because... That's romance right there. (laughs) That's it. That's it, right? Because... And let me just list out a couple of needs, right? Because these are at the root of the feelings that like come up in our body. So there's the need for acceptance, right? The need for care, connection, play, autonomy, you know, like am I, do I feel like I've got, am I a sovereign being? Do I have autonomy in this situation? The need for peace, physical well-being, awareness, Right? Belonging, so it's like yeah. Belonging, it's meeting these needs and doing so in a beautiful, loving way. I think gaining that understanding of your needs is a very intimate experience. Usually mm-hmm. when we hear the words intimacy, we think it's um, a form of like sexual intimacy, uh, physical nature of it with a partner or whatever that may be or with yourself, but I truly believe in as I'm evolving as an adult, Mm -hmm. understanding that intimacy is something much more deeper than that. It's as simple as eye gazing. It's as understanding human connection, it's presence, Mm -hmm. it's 
even there is the physical element of it, like holding hands or really just being there and that connection, that is a very intimate experience. Understanding, um, sitting with, you know, darker thoughts or shadow work or whatever it may be with your own, with somebody else's being that container for them. That's a very intimate experience. I remember I did a workshop um it was on intimacy mm. a couple of weeks ago and uh, oh my gosh it was really great um i'm going to link the the coach who okay. held the space um megumi she's wonderful mm. and one of the exercises was we hopped into a virtual you know breakout room and we're to stare at the other person just like eye gaze for about three minutes what yeah it was <laughs> wild i started creating narratives in my head about this woman's experience and her life the woman i was partnered with and then i was like no vanessa just be there just look at her and other people when we got back into the room they shared that you know they felt so understood they felt so seen just by looking at someone and now imagine this as an experience in person just stare at someone oh my gosh I've had people Mm. say they can't even like look at me in the eyes I think very expressive and all that (laughs) but yeah it's it's really like the eyes are you know windows to the soul and lots of beautiful exercises one of them was actually we went into a room and we had to share something in like vulnerable to a stranger I shared some stuff that I didn't think I you know could or had the capacity to and that person did not have an ounce of or at least they showed physically like judgment or anything and they shared with me too and it was just so sacred it was really beautiful yeah that's that's what I learned about intimacy Mm. in that session that's so beautiful yeah it's powerful that is I've done that a few times as well. It's interesting that when we're speaking to someone, I I can't say that I'm ever like fully looking in someone's eyes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am, but I will look here and there because I do feel that prolonged eye contact for a very long time. You're seeing something that like beyond of what is just like physically there. Yeah. And that can be a lot. It's intense. Do you <laughs> do you know Jack Harlow? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so he's an artist. Okay. And I'm whoever's listening, please like look him up. Look up videos of him all over TikTok. He'll this, be linked in the pod the yeah, description. He's I bet. like I don't know if he's like a womanizer, but the okay. way he just makes eye contact, Ooh. you accidentally fall in love. It's weird. <laughs> he does this thing like where he just stares and it's so intentional Mm. Ooh, yeah i was like whoa (laughs) like i'm just looking at a screen watching this guy on tiktok and like videos of him um like at concerts and Mm -hmm. the way he like looks at some of his audience members or his fans eye contact (laughs) yeah intense who knew who knew? <laughs> but back to the evolution of mm-hmm. like romance. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little bit, I guess, on intimacy. It's that vulnerability aspect yeah. and how willing you are to be open, I guess, with someone else or with yourself because we can only be as open with others as we are with ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. I've, we've said that in previous episodes, you can only love um, others as deeply as you love yourself, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, back to romance. 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 What are your thoughts on romance these days in regards to partnership or in regards to yourself or anything like that? I immediately go to my heart with romance and love. I check in. And in doing that, a question that I I ask myself is, is my heart open? Like, is, is it open? Because in order to receive romance and even to give it, I find, you know, I need my heart to be open. And when it's open, it's receptive. And that flow of receiving and giving is really great. So do you believe it's like right time, right place then? By right mm. time, meaning a space where your heart is open, say a potential partner would walk into your life, but you are mm. in a space where you are currently healing from something or your heart is not as open as you wish for it to be, or I don't know, like, do you think that's, see, this is where I go. That's I go star-crossed lovers immediately yeah. and that means it's just not meant to be, but it could still be a lesson that you're learning from in this lifetime. I don't know. I think it is unexpected, though, when it comes to, like, the partnership romance. It is unexpected. And that's a great question. If I, if my heart isn't in a space that it's ready, yet I meet that partner, Mm -hmm. what happens? Well, I don't know. The idea is, it's sick. It's actually sickening. I need to (laughs) talk to someone about this because... The idea of this right right person, wrong time, in a different life, in another dimension. Yeah, uh-huh. I uh-huh. love it. It's uh-huh. sick. It is sickening. <laughs> I okay, think hold- it is. Um, <laughs> Let's stay with this dimension for a second yeah, before yeah. we move See, on this to. Is, this is where I yeah. go. This is where I go. Let's stay Bring with in, in this reality that we're currently in physically. Yeah. Um, and in this moment, it's always a choice because I, I believe in free will. Now, maybe are you even asking me, do I believe in fate or destiny? I think fate and destiny can change. I think it can change based on the choices that you're making. And this is where I've said in a sentence before to somebody like in an alternate, you know, parallel reality or universe because it's like in this one i chose this so this is what's happening and the other one assuming i made another choice if that exists if there's multiples happening at the same time then you know maybe i'm somewhere else but with my consciousness and awareness and being in this one it just it depends on what do you want and checking in with that because my heart can be closed but that doesn't mean that i don't want it to be open right Mm -hmm. And that's where the work comes in. That's where communication comes in. That's where support and all those needs and community, et cetera, come in. I think that's where the helpless romantic in me comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from, like, way past, past, past. Like, I'm over Mm -hmm. that. But um, Mm -hmm. it's, like, almost that I was looking – for some sort of proof that things were okay in a different dimension or a different timeline because I was not okay with my current reality and it was a form of escapism. 
That's what I came to the conclusion of. That's why your girl had to make some changes mm-hmm. and learn from those. So if you ever, I guess my main point of bringing that up is that if you ever feel like you're looking for something else or you're seeking externally or creating narratives or you're being like acting like you're in a fairy tale, you need to check yourself. And that's a hard reality to face. But the outcome is that you will be living your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to respect yourself. Yeah. Respect and value yourself. And the people that are around you. And by yourself, I mean other people's time. Yeah. I think that's important. I think it's very romantic to respect somebody's time, mm-hmm. um, whether you're planning on wasting it or not as well. Like, what are your true intentions? Like, get real with what your intentions are. Yeah. That's a big one that's come up for sure. Yeah. That just, like, floodgate of memories came in. At you yeah, saying me that. too. Are you saying me that? Too. I, like, oh. I just called myself out big time. <laughs> Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I think the evolution of romance comes into a place where it is, it's love, it's opening your heart, it's opening your soul to yourself and that sense of understanding that you can give yourself that romance and love because that's what's going to fill up your cup and that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And you learn different things along the way in different partnerships. if you're not in a partnership from your friends or from your own self and really treating yourself the way you want to be treated when you are in a partnership, like why wait? Romance yourself, right? And just being honest with what it is that you want. Why pretend, you know, like if you do crave a partnership or you don't, like be honest with yourself about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that you said to me in a text message a couple of days ago where it's like good things can happen to you. Like it's okay for good things to happen. And that's, you know, the allowing because I think we – I think so many of us are walking around so scared and fearful. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want someone, you know, to – to do this or that we're creating these hypothetical situations that haven't even happened almost like we're self-sabotaging and it just boils down to you're allowed to live a beautiful abundant love-filled life Mm -hmm. what if this is the only reality what if this is the only life you've got i don't know these are all um you know everything is a speculation yeah I've actually, like I said it to you a couple of days ago, I said it to a couple of other girlfriends who are in their own, um, within different experiences that they're going through, but Mm -hmm. to have to give the constant reminder that you deserve it, like accept it, you deserve it, this is okay, you have to believe it, me telling you is one thing, but you, you know, you, you deserve more, you deserve better, you deserve this, you deserve good things to happen. Yeah, And as much as I was telling other people this, I also needed to hear it myself and give Mm -hmm. myself some of that own advice Um, because I think sometimes in romance and in intimate settings, 
or conversations, whatever it may be, and things go a different way. Life takes you on a different path. Sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it anymore. Like that was it. That was my shot. I had my shot at love. That was the love of my life. Okay, now I'm done. Now I can just focus on other things. And I think love comes and goes. People come and go. You know, it's never – it's it's effort for sure. And no matter what type of love or romance or intimate situation you are in, but you also have to believe that you are deserving of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's also kind of going into manifestation to believe that you are deserving of that reality or that thing or that feeling in order to receive it. Very interesting alignment there. And, you know, start treating yourself with the kind of love that you also desire from those around you if you want to you know be made breakfast in bed and you want to be brought a bouquet of flowers make yourself breakfast and go eat it in bed go to the flower shop and buy yourself a bouquet of pretty flowers love yourself romance yourself and treat yourself, you know, like a diamond because you are. <laughs> yeah, set that standard. Set that standard. That's for sure because mm-hmm. how are you going to expect others to treat you like or a romantic partner to treat you in a way that you kind of don't treat yourself? I mean, yeah. naturally as humans, we are our toughest critic and we can be mean to ourselves and we don't give ourselves the things that we deserve. But um, that's where the awareness comes in. That's where the honesty comes in. Intimacy is an honest thing. It is. It's honest. It's vulnerable. It's raw. Mm -hmm. And we crave it. I don't know anybody that doesn't really on a deep, soulful level that wouldn't crave it, yet we're scared. And are you going to let that fear make the decision for you? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it just boils down to what's the type of life that you want to live what's what do you want your human experience to be like and how can you start to operate out of love instead of fear yeah for sure for sure Mm -hmm. and I think to close it off um the thing that makes love so beautiful is the fact that there is loss the thing that makes life so precious is that there is death at the end of it it's the dichotomy and the polarity of these things Mm -hmm. that give it such a high value and uh that's where when you bring intimacy and romance and you give yourself the opportunity to indulge in that chance there's also the chance that it can be gone that's where life actually lies in the risk that you take Mm -hmm. to choose the beauty in it yeah so beautiful yeah remain open choose to open your heart and choose to open yourself to the magic and the possibilities Mm -hmm. that and the beauty Mm -hmm. that is there that is in this life for sure and that's why when you say like open your heart that's like neck down, right? That's bodily wisdom. And then there's always these like images of the brain and then the heart and like doing all these little interesting things like on a tightrope or, you know, I don't know, all these pretty images that are so cute, like little cartoony ones. 
But you got to listen to both because I believe like the heart is the feminine and the brain is the masculine and you do require both of these to like embody the entire human experience. Have your heart open, but yeah, think it through or you can be in your head and have all these questions, but also ask your heart, what is right for me in this moment? And I think that's the encompassment of human connection and the human experience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh, I need to get there. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) thank you for tuning in. Mm -hmm. We love you all. Happy Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. And romance yourself. Get intimate with yourself. Mm -hmm. Get romantic with your partner. Get romantic with your friends. Romance is a beautiful thing. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one. Bye, everyone.